What's up, everybody? I am Joe Richter, and this is Hindsightless, an occasional podcast where I talk about role-playing games, life, or whatever else I'm thinking about, but mostly role-playing games, I promise. Hello, Joe. It's your special voice again. You know, I've spent days watching ants crawl up the wall and down again, in and out of the sink. Once I watched a slug crawl across a razor blade. In part one of this now series... (laughs) I posed a question, and that question was predicated on an article read by Pete Jones on his super rad podcast, Dragons Are Real. If you're not listening to it, go check it out. Um, And the article was about techniques to instill terror and horror and dread into the players rather than the characters and making the players feel those feelings. And so my question was, if that was possible and my assertion was and spoilers still is that it isn't really and so i asked the anchorites to call in and give me their thoughts i also put out a plea for them to kind of sum up the conversation that was going on in the audio dungeon discord server on this very same topic and so that's what we're going to start off with spencer from keep off the borderlands and Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast, both really great dudes, both really great shows, called in to tell me about the conversation to kind of sum it up. And they kind of they they kind of contradict each other a little bit. So you'll see why I might be a little confused on what was actually going on. But anyway, we're gonna start with Jason and Spence. So boys, take it away. Hey Joe, Spencer here. Um I just wanted to try and clarify what myself and I believe Pete was trying to uh, put across and and that was something that I picked up from Best Left Buried by Zach Cox I was quite I was very impressed by the by his approach to creating fear instead of relying on a fear mechanic he focuses on trying to instill a sense of impending doom in the players and therefore that affects how their characters behave. So not so much about uh, jump scares or grossing them out, but much more like a sort of psychological death spiral, if that makes any sense. Hope you will, man. Hey Joe, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. So reference the making the players scared. What we've decided is to go the Stephen King route, where you know he said if he can't, you know, really terrify somebody, then he's going to make them give them a cheap scare, and if that doesn't work, he's going to gross them out. So we're going to start resorting during roll twenty games of flashing up scary pictures, like those YouTube videos where you're watching a song and all of a sudden a scary face pops up. And then during, like, audio-only games, all of a sudden, like, there's going to be a loud, like, a gunshot or something in the middle of the game 
to try to make everybody jump. So we're going to start incorporating jump scares into the games, and that's our, our plan to, to scare players. So just want to let you know where we're at in the talk on Discord, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I just thought those two messages were so awesome. I had to play them back-to-back. Uh, boys, I think you guys might want to get on the same page before your Hammer Horror games get started. But yeah, like like I said, jump scares, no problem. Grossing out players, no problem. All that stuff, no problem. But building that sense of impending doom that Spencer was talking about. And Jules, who I'm going to play next, kind of touches on this too. I think you can only build that sense of dread in relation to the character that you're playing. There's always going to be that remove. And I guess that's what I'm talking about. Because that article that Pete read really made it sound like you could instill fear and terror if you just ran these few techniques. And that would that would scare the players. And I, I just don't see that happening. And maybe maybe that's just me, you know. Um, and like we will also touch on later, it's definitely possible with kids as well. But I just think as adults, especially when you're playing online, I just don't know if it's possible, boys. Which is not me saying don't try. I absolutely think be as descriptive and visceral and just try and be as horrific as possible and set the ambiance. You know, if you're going to play in this hammer horror game and you're playing in horror games, play with all the lights out, you know, turn the lights on your screen way down. So that's not lighting up the whole room. Do everything you can to try and set the mood for yourself so you can psych yourself into that feeling as much as you can. Uh, because that's that's the good stuff, man. And I, I'm really not tr- trying to, like, <laughs> I'm really not trying to bum anybody out or shit in anybody's cereal or anything, boys. I want you all to have the most fun. But, yeah, so speaking of Jules, let's hear from her. Hey, Joey. Jules from NZ. Um, can a player be scared? I guess my answer is maybe, and here's why. You can be scared of losing a character, um, even though that is technically stress and anxiety. It's near fear. You can definitely be creeped out by a game when a DM does a really good job of describing everything in a way that makes your skin crawl um, and not allowing, like, exit from character or, like, not allowing kind of any humor to happen in that situation, just keeping the fear factor. That's definitely terrifying. You can do jump scares with, like, noises and lights and creepy voices, you know? That's definitely something you can do. Um... Yeah, I guess the answer is I think you can be creeped out, but not necessarily scared. So, kind of? Hello, Joe. Me again. You know that slug pie you had yesterday? I put razor blades in it. You've got 26 hours to seek medical help or it's curtains for you. I agree that stress and anxiety 
are kind of like fear. But like you said, Jules, it is not quite the same thing. And yeah, you can get those quick and cheap jump scares if you want. But yeah, like I said to Spencer and Jason, you know, what I was talking about was instilling that dread and that fear into the players. And so I just, I don't know if it's possible, but what I do know is that you're awesome for calling in. So thank you. That's super dope. Hello, Joe. Barney here. I just wanted to offer you this voice. It's going begging. Hey, this is Josh Beckelheimer. So about a year ago, I ran a one-shot of Swords and Wizardry Light. Um, the players were my daughter and my little brother. They're the same age. And then my wife and my cousin, who has never played role-playing games, and that was their first time. But anyways, the characters woke up in a dungeon, and next to them in a cell was this nasty creature with, like, bones and spikes protruding from its skin. Well, as they were walking around gathering their stuff and trying to figure out what was going on, my daughter wanted to peek back into that cell. And then I described how the room was empty. It was dark. There was nothing in there. And then I just screamed really loud in her face as, as the monster. As the monster just kind of leaped at her. And she actually fell out of her chair and onto the floor. And we were all dying laughing. Josh, thanks so much for calling in, man. And that story was awesome, dude. It really made me laugh. And yeah, absolutely you can scare kids for sure. I talk later on in the episode about a time when I was like 10 or 11 years old, when I was super scared playing a role-playing game. Uh, And actually, not too long ago, a few years ago, I managed to scare the crap out of one of my own players that's sitting around the table. Uh, I forget what we were playing. Maybe it was Cthulhu, or maybe it was uh, Carrion Crown, which is a horror-themed Pathfinder adventure path. But anyway, it was before we were recording and making a actual play podcast, so... I could play music and sounds and stuff, and I had all these sounds on my computer, and I played something. I forget what it was. Maybe it was a loud clap of thunder or something else. I don't know, but I made them jump out of their chair, and it was awesome and hilarious, man. So absolutely, you can do those jump scares for sure. But again, like I've so often repeated already in this episode, that's not really what I was trying to get at. But I really appreciate your call. And what I appreciate more is you scaring your kids. I think that's, I think that's awesome. Scare your kids, folks. It's good for them. <laughs> Thanks, dude. And that was Josh from JB Publishing. Fantastic podcast. He does, he's got a blog. He makes these one-page adventures. It's really cool. Check him out. Um, all right. But now let's get into... What Dave from D Percentile has to say on the subject. He's got a lot to say, so let's dive into it. Dave, what you got for us, dude? All right, Joe. So I've been thinking about your episode on terror and fear, uh, and I, I made a few faltering starts on Discord before I listened to the episodes, <laughs> and now I appreciate the point point is we're having it on anchor but also I think I've got a better version of what I said so one of the things is 
about the seriousness of play. Um, and I'm not sure that the distinction you want to make between the players and their characters uh, carries through when you remember as, as role players how seriously we take play. Um, you know, we are, we are willing in play to suspend that gap between the player and the character. And I think when you seriously entertain that possibility, then some magic can happen. Um, and I say this as a horror film fan, yeah? I love being terrified by horror films, and horror films can terrify me. And in particular, I love being terrified by supernatural horror. And I'm a philosopher. I know that metaphysically. None of the things that I get terrified by in supernatural horror, particularly demonic possession, stuff like this, none of that stuff is possible. Sorry <laughs> if you believe otherwise. Um, you know, there are all sorts of opinions out there, but you know, it's not. Okay, but but that's what makes it so amazing. I think good horror is the closest thing you can get to magic. No other entertainment comes close to it. That's because I can go, I can search on Netflix, I can go in knowing full well that I'm watching a film, I can be sat, I can have popcorn in front of me, I can be in my comfy chair, and I know full well that none of the things I'm going to, none of the possibilities I'm going to entertain when I watch these films are actual possibilities. And yet, I get to the end of this film, I've, you know, my knuckles have gone white, I've been grabbing the chair, and I'm just a little bit scared of nipping upstairs on my own or of going into the toilet on my own because I think, whoa, what will I see in the mirror? What if I catch something out the corner of my eye? And that is amazing. That is the power of an art form that can make you, just for a moment, just for that evening, be scared of something which you know full well is not a real possibility. That's as close as you can get to magic. And I think RPGs, a story we've signed up to, we're taking it seriously, we're telling it together. I think RPGs have the possibility of getting close to that as well. That was an awesome call in, Dave. I could tell you put a lot of thought into that and that that really touches me right in my heart. I seriously mean that and I'm super appreciative of your comments and I wouldn't argue with you, like I told you before, I wouldn't argue with you if I didn't like you. So... I posit that, one, RPGs, playing an RPG is more like reading a book than watching a movie. Way more of a role-playing game is left to your own imagination, to your own mind, instead of what you're seeing on the screen. Um, so I think the analogy there is a little, I don't know... Also, I think the analogy falls apart between RPGs and watching a horror movie because horror movies are made by teams of dozens, if not hundreds of people over months or years, costing thousands or millions of dollars, um, specifically designed to scare you. And a lot, a ton of very talented people spent a really long time and a boatload of money trying to scare you. 
And so that's why I think it's different. And three, the suspension of disbelief thing, like I said in my original episode, yeah, a suspension of disbelief and taking it seriously, that's very important. That's what I would do. But there will always be that gap, especially if you're playing online. There will always be that gap. You know you're playing a game. No matter what you do to your mind, you know you're playing that game. You can put your fear in the forefront. You can manifest that in yourself. You can make yourself try and feel scared. But it's, it's not real terror. I don't think that's possible through a role-playing game. I mean, not for adults. And we'll hear in a little bit from Josh about scaring kids. And there was a time... When I was a kid, you know, probably 10, 11 years old, after being up all night, it was probably 4 or 5 in the morning, we'd been gaming all night long, drinking Coca-Cola, all hopped up on sugar, uh, and at one point, I was scared to walk down the dark hallway to go to the bathroom. So yeah, I think when you're a younger kid and more impressionable, it's possible, but now, as an adult, I, I just don't see a real sense of it i mean i think you mentioned that you might be able to get close and yeah i think maybe you could get close but you know for all those reasons i listed i don't think you can actually really instill horror or terror and yeah you can you know like i know the conversations kind of were contradictory in the beginning of this episode between Spencer and Jason. But yeah, jump cuts, you could jump cut and like a loud noise. Yeah, that might startle somebody, but that's not real fear. You could gross people out or you could talk about really taboo subjects to make people feel uncomfortable. That stuff is no problem. That stuff is easy peasy. Um, But as far as really instilling that fear in the person during a role-playing game. I just don't see it, my man. I just don't see it. This is a message for my blind rat of a sister, Nancy. There are no jump cuts in role-play games. Well, that's it for me, folks. I, I really wasn't trying to come at anybody hard there. I hope that didn't come across that way. Thank you all so much for sharing your thoughts and opinions with me. Thank you for helping me, you know, concentrate my thoughts on the subject. And I wish the folks of you who are playing in the Hammer Horror game, which is what set off this whole discussion in the first place, have an amazing time. Uh, it seems like it's getting put together in a really cool and interesting way by uh, Barney from Loco Luda's podcast. And yeah, like I just really appreciate it. Thank you to Spencer and Jason. Thank you to Jules from Jules from NZ, which is an awesome podcast that I didn't say earlier. If you want to learn anything about New Zealand, check that out. Uh, Thank you to Josh from JB Publishing. And most of all, thank you to Dave my brother from another mother, dude. Thank you for running the Black Hat game. That was epic. I'm probably going to talk about that in my next episode. But anyway, folks, until we talk again, peace out. 
if you listen to this on Anchor, which I really hope you didn't because it's a terrible platform to listen to stuff on, then the surprise was ruined. But those spooky, creepy voices you heard interspersed through this episode was from the amazingly talented Barney from the Local Ludas podcast. And I didn't ask him to send those in, but I just thought they were so perfect. I thought they fit into this episode. I hoped they helped to add a little bit of a creepy vibe, a little bit of a spook factor, considering that's what we're talking about here. So anyway, folks, I love you all.